Well, hi there. I am Dr. Jerry Crete, and welcome to Hear the Word. This is my uh, weekly podcast where I read the Sunday readings to you and do a guided meditation. All right. I was about to say good morning, but it might not be morning for you. It is for me today as I do uh, these readings. And this is the episode 69. And I wanted to let you know that after you hear the readings and do this meditation, you might like to go over and join me on Be With The Word, which is the sister podcast, where I discuss uh, these readings uh, from a psychological perspective. And uh, this time, the topic is why we do wicked things. And I'm looking at traumatic reenactments, which is part of my series on dissociation for Lent. So if that's doesn't make sense to you, come on over and listen, and hopefully I'll I'll, I'll make it all clear. Um, but today, uh, or this moment in time, we're going to slow right down, ah, and we're going to practice some meditation. If you've been um, following this show since Advent 2020, I've been not only reading, but I've been doing these different meditations and hopefully teaching a little bit on along the way about how to pray and meditate. Uh, what's interesting to me, I thought I would just say, is that prayer, of course, is um, communicating with God and uh, in some way. And sometimes there are prayers of supplication, sometimes thanksgiving, uh, sometimes contrition, various kinds of prayers uh, where we might just be contemplating God or we might be asking for something and so on, but it is communication with God. In meditation, uh, I like to bring those together with prayer, of course, Um, and the way I see meditation is that we are making ourselves receptive to um, God's presence. So we actually have to become receptive. We aren't in so much of an active position. And I hope these meditations, because they're guided, might actually help you uh, to just kind of let go, follow along, and take from it what you can. But develop that spirit of receptivity. I think when we go into prayer, sometimes we believe we have to do something. And instead, here, I'm encouraging you to just be. This is a lot about being um, with God. Um, I'm going to do these readings. I'm going to bring in a little prayer and meditation between each one. I'm a little fascinated today with the idea of litanies. Uh, If if you're Catholic, you probably have heard some litanies. It's where um, there is, um, usually there's more than one person, and one person is reading various um, uh, sentences and there's a consistent reply. So although the words are changing, there is a repetitive kind of rhythmic aspect to a litany. I love the Catholic litanies because I find most of them are very rich in theology, uh, rich in depth. Uh, uh, Many litanies really wake up the symbolic mind 
Um, and by that, I mean like that right side of the brain and I should probably be saving this discussion for B with the word, but um, the right side of the brain is that uh, creative side. It's often non-linear. It's uh, perhaps subconscious mind. Um, and we store memories and in fact, emotions there. And so uh, being able to tap into that rather than our left brain, which is uh, more logical, linear, you know, functioning, right? Which is of course so important, but we want to be able to integrate both sides. We want to have communication between both sides if possible. And so litanies and many other kinds of prayer can actually help us access the right side and bring it more to bear on our whole self. All right, so I'm gonna do a little bit of litanies. I have one that I'm liking um, from uh, the Byzantine Catholic tradition from just a little snippet from an akathist uh, to Jesus and another one from St. Patrick. Uh, and uh, hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll be able to hear those as they come in. I'm not going to do a lot of explanation um, once we start. And by the way, we're getting close to St. Patrick's Day, so that's what inspired me there. <laughs> so um, anyhow, so without further ado, I'd like you to just, again, if you're not and you can, uh, get into a position of where you're comfortable. I think a seated position is ideal, where both feet are on the ground. But you know what? You can be laying on the ground, you can be in bed, you can be, you can even be driving. It's harder to meditate if you have have to have a focus though. Um, so I would suggest you'll get more out of this if you're not driving or doing the dishes or something. Um, but get into that position where you're comfortable and always connect with our breathing. We take it all the way to our breath. Several deep breaths will allow you to Ground yourself in your own body, gaining awareness of our own bodies to start with. And if we have any tension, of course, we're going to notice that. We're going to bring that to our mind and just invite any tension to be relieved as we breathe out. And if there is any discomfort or tension that doesn't want to be breathed out, <laughs> it's okay. We're just going to notice that it's there. So we're inviting our whole selves, beginning with our bodies, as we relax our shoulders, as we relax our hands, groin area, our legs, as our whole chest takes in breath and then relaxes as we breathe out. We're taking a position of receptivity, of gentleness. And in that first reading, 
is from Second Chronicles. In those days, all the princes of Judah, the priests and the people, added infidelity to infidelity, practicing all the abominations of the nations and polluting the Lord's temple, which he had consecrated in Jerusalem. Early and often did the Lord, the God of their fathers, send his messengers to them, for he had compassion on his people and his dwelling place. But they mocked the messengers of God, despised his warnings, and scoffed at his prophets, until the anger of the Lord against his people was so inflamed that there was no remedy. Their enemies burnt the house of God tore down the walls of Jerusalem, set all its palaces afire, and destroyed all its precious objects. Those who escaped the sword were carried captive to Babylon, where they became servants of the king of the Chaldean and his sons, until the kingdom of the Persians came to power. All this was to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, until the land has retrieved its lost Sabbaths. During all the time it lies waste, it shall have rest, while seventy years are fulfilled. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord inspired King Cyrus of Persia to issue this proclamation throughout his kingdom, both by word of mouth and in writing. Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth, the Lord, the God of heaven has given to me, and he has also charged me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever therefore among you belongs to any part of his people, let him go up and may his God be with him. And so in this reading, we're just going to notice a few details that even in the worst of times, even when we fail, God provides a path. So even when we're lost, like the, the Israelites were lost, they were sent to Babylon after having failed in very big ways after having even turned away completely from God God still made a path for them so we notice that he makes a path for us even now no matter you know what mistakes we've made what sins we've committed there is a path that he has made for us out of his great love. So we read uh, the psalm from Psalm 137. Let my tongue be silenced if ever I forget you. By the streams of Babylon we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. On the aspens of that land we hung up our harps. Let my tongue be silenced, 
if I ever forget you. For there our captors asked us the lyrics of our songs, and our despoilers urged us to be joyous. Sing for us the songs of Zion. Let my tongue be silenced if I ever forget you. How could we sing a song of the Lord in a foreign land? If I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand be forgotten. Let my tongue be silenced if I ever forget you. May my tongue cleave to my palate if I remember you not, if I place not Jerusalem ahead of my joy. Let my tongue be silenced if I ever forget you. So I'm just going to read a few lines here, a litany. It's really from an akathist, which is a prayer to Jesus. Jesus, sweetness of my heart. Jesus, strength of my body. Jesus, purity of my soul. Jesus, light of my mind. And the reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians from chapter 2. Brothers and sisters, God who is rich in mercy, because of the great love he had for us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, brought us to life with Christ. By grace you have been saved, raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace. In his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from you. It is the gift of God. It is not from works, so no one may boast. For we are his handiwork, created in Christ Jesus for the good works that God has prepared in advance that we should live in them. And so we are remembering here that God makes a path no matter what our mistakes are. We're also noticing in this passage that we are saved by grace. And that means there's nothing we do to earn that grace. There's nothing that we do to be saved, except have faith. And that is simply a belief and a trust in God, putting ourselves before him, being open, surrendering to him, 
And when we have that faith, that trust, we take a deep breath. We rest in that. We let go. We don't have to work so hard. We don't have to work and do things to have a relationship with God. And it doesn't matter what sins we've committed and it doesn't matter what we've done or not done. We simply have to have faith and trust in him and take a deep breath and allow his grace to work in us. We don't have to do the work. We have to be open to him doing the work. So then we read the gospel from St. John chapter three. Jesus said to Nicodemus, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the son of man be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the verdict, that the light came into the world, but people preferred darkness to light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come toward the light so that his works might not be exposed. But whoever lives the truth comes to the light so that his works may be clearly seen as done in God. So again, we hear those words that life, eternal life, comes from believing, from believing in God, from believing in his son, Jesus. And that God loved the world, wants not condemnation, but life. I'm going to read just a little, few little snippets from St. Patrick. Christ, protect me today against every poison, against burning, against drowning, against mortal wounding, that I may receive abundant reward. Christ with me, Take a deep breath. Christ before me. Take a deep breath. Christ behind me. 
Christ within me. Christ beneath me. Christ above me. Christ at my right. Christ at my left. Christ in every eye that sees me. Christ in every ear that hears me. I bind to myself today the strong virtue of an invocation of the Trinity. I believe the Trinity in the unity, the creator of the universe. And so I, as we close up this uh, meditation time and this reading, I'm, my prayer for you is that these readings will speak to your heart. That something in them will speak to a place in your heart that needed to hear it. And that we all become more receptive to God's grace working within us and God's present in, presence in us and around us. That it may soften us in its strength. And so uh, I hope you will join me over at Be With The Word. Um, it'll be also episode 69. We're going to be talking about why we do wicked things and continuing the discussion on dissociation. Also come on over to soulsandhearts.com and register if you haven't already. Um, got some great things going on there. And I uh, hope you'll also listen to Dr. Peter's podcast. He's doing some really fascinating discussions on marriage. Uh, and also check out our free courses. And uh, we also have a few paid courses, one on restoring your marriage after pornography and another one in discerning God's will um, and figuring out about vocation. So anyway, there, and there's more. There's lots on our site. Uh, anyhow, I hope you have a great day, a great week, a blessed Lent. Until next time, be still believe, and be loved. Take good care.